Hello. This is R.J. Deacon reading the Supreme Court of the United States Opinion Syllabus in AMG Capital Management versus Federal Trade Commission. If you'd like to support the podcast or put a little bit of gas in my motorcycle so I can get to my public defender internship this summer, please stay tuned to the end of the podcast. This is uh, certiorari to the United States Court of Appeal for the Ninth Circuit. Argued January 13th, 2021. Decided April 22nd, 2021. The Federal Trade Commission filed a complaint against Scott Tucker and his companies alleging deceptive payday lending practices in violation of Section 5A of the Federal Trade Commission Act. The District Court granted the Commission's request, pursuant to Section 13B of the Act, for a permanent injunction to prevent Tucker from committing future violations of the Act, and relied on the same authority to direct Tucker to pay $1.27 billion in restitution and disgorgement. On appeal, the Ninth Circuit rejected Tucker's argument that Section 13B does not authorize the award of equitable monetary relief. The Supreme Court held, The decision is reversed and remanded, and Justice Breyer delivered the opinion of the court. Section 13B does not authorize the Commission to seek or a court to award equitable monetary relief, such as restitution or disgorgement. Congress granted the Commission authority to enforce the Act's prohibitions on unfair or deceptive acts or practices, 15 U.S.C. Sections 45A, 1, and 2, by commencing administrative proceedings pursuant to Section 5 of the Act. Section 5L of the Act authorized the Commission, following completion of the administrative process and the issuance of a final cease and desist order, to seek civil penalties and permits district courts to grant mandatory injunctions and such other further equitable relief as they deem appropriate in the enforcement of such final orders of the Commission. That's uh, Section 45L. Section 19 of the Act further authorizes district courts, subject to various conditions and limitations, to grant such relief as the court finds necessary to redress injury to consumers, Section 57BB, in cases where someone has engaged in unfair or deceptive conduct with respect to which the Commission has issued a final cease and desist order applicable to that person, see Section 57BA2. Here, the Commission responded to Tucker's payday lending practices by seeking equitable monetary relief directly in district court under Section 13B's authorization to seek a permanent injunction. In doing so, the Commission acted in accordance with its increasing tendency to use Section 13B to seek monetary awards without prior use of the Commission's traditional administrative proceedings. The desirability of the Commission's practice aside, the question is whether Congress, by enacting Section 13B and using the words permanent injunction, granted the Commission's authority to obtain monetary relief directly from courts and effectively bypass the requirements of the administrative process. Uh, B. Section 13B does not explicitly authorize the Commission to obtain court-ordered monetary relief, and such relief is foreclosed by the structure and history of the Act. Section 13B provides that the Commission may seek a permanent injunction. Section 53B, by its terms, this provision concerns prospective injunctive relief, not retrospective monetary relief. Section 13B allows the Commission to go directly to district court when the Commission seeks injunctive relief pending administrative proceedings or when it seeks only a permanent injunction. 
Other statutory provisions, in particular the conditioned and limited monetary relief authorized in Section 19, confirm this conclusion. It is highly unlikely that Congress, without mentioning the matter, would grant the Commission authority to circumvent its traditional Section 5 administrative proceedings. The Commission's contrary arguments are unavailing. First, Porter v. Warner Holding Corporation and Mitchell v. Robert DiMario Jewelry did not adopt a universal rule that statutory authority to grant an injunction automatically encompasses the power to grant equitable monetary remedies. Instead, the text and structure of the particular statutory scheme at issue can limit a ju- court's jurisdiction in equity. Second, in enacting Section 19, two years after Section 13b, Congress did not simply create an alternative enforcement path with similar remedies. The court does not believe Congress would have enacted Section 19's provisions expressly authorizing monetary relief if Section 13b already implicitly allowed the Commission to obtain that same monetary relief without satisfying Section 19's conditions and limitations. Third, Section 19's saving clauses, preserving any authority of the Commission under any provision of law and any other remedy or right of action provided by state or federal law, Section 57BE, do not help answer whether Section 13B gave the Commission the authority to obtain equitable monetary relief directly in court in the first place. Fourth, the Acts 1994 and 2006 amendments, which did not modify the specific language at issue here, do not demonstrate Congress congressional acquiescence to lower court rulings that favor the Commission's interpretation of 13B. Fifth, policy arguments that Section 5 and Section 19 are inadequate to provide redress to consumers should be addressed to Congress. The decision below is reversed and remanded. Justice Breyer delivered the opinion of or, Justice Breyer delivered the opinion for a unanimous court. If you'd like to support the podcast or uh, support me, see the PayPal link in the show notes or find me on Patreon or contact me at rhodesscholar80 at gmail.com. That's R-O-A-D-S and the number eight zero. Thank you.